Everybody doubts. It's how you doubt that counts. Hey, everybody. My name is Gabe Kolstad. I'm from Westside Community Church, and we're following up in this episode of Midweek Motivation on last weekend's talk about Jesus and who he was and what he claimed about himself. And there's a lot of big claims in all of that. And uh, as I believe, you know, it takes faith to believe. And sometimes if you're somebody who's tuning in here, you're probably somebody who's spiritually curious at the very least, or you're following Jesus. And you know, and I know we deal with doubt. I know I have. I have actually dealt with a lot of doubt from seasons in my life where I really doubted a lot of things. I doubted not only what God said, I doubted some things that my parents said. You know, I doubted uh, myself a lot and still struggle with that to this day. I'm sure you're the same if you're being honest with yourself. And I want to spend some time with you uh, just talking about how to doubt productively because doubt is a thing that we're all going to encounter if we're, if we're honest with ourselves. And doubt and faith, in some ways, you might look at them as mutually exclusive, but I want to propose that doubt can be helpful if you handle it correctly in your own personal journey. So uh, I love what Shakespeare said. Shakespeare said, our doubts are traitors and make us lose the good we oft might win by fearing to attempt. I mean, doubt is an undermining presence. And if we recognize it and respond to it in a way that uh, builds more confidence, then it can be a stepping stone. And that's what I'm hoping we can we can work on. Okay, so we need to actually define what is doubt. What really is doubt? Because yeah, we feel it. It, it, it maybe even feels sometimes like it's a physical thing, physiologically affects us for sure. But doubt is really uh, different than just questions, okay? Questions are part of everyday life. And you know the kind of negative doubt that we experience is different than questions. It is any voice, or force seeking to undermine your trust in God. Let me just repeat that. Doubt is any voice or force seeking to undermine your trust in God. God wants one thing for you. He wants a connection, a life-giving connection to you. And that life-giving connection requires trust of all kinds. And trust is faith, and faith is going to be challenged. And so when there's an undermining voice or force coming against that faith, that is called doubt. And, uh, and there are different sources of this. And I want to identify at least two sources, internal and external. We have internal sources of doubt, things like, well, I doubt myself, or even things like I'm conflicted. And I think we've got to point that out. Sometimes we're conflicted. Uh, we have something called dissonance, which is when we believe one thing and we practice another that creates and a, a uncomfortability inside. It's it creates a tension inside, and it's probably good that it does. We wouldn't want to be hypocrites uh, like that. So sometimes we we choose to believe something, but our lifestyle doesn't follow it up, and that creates in us this dissonance that can lead to doubt. And we're 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 doubting it because it's not it's not correcting. It's not aligning in our own life. And so we'll talk about what to do that about that in just a, a couple of minutes. But I want to also talk about the external sources of doubt, which could be the voices of culture. It could be the voices of people in your life that don't agree with you about your faith choices or anything in your life. And it could even be the enemy who Jesus calls the deceiver, uh, the liar, Satan. And it could be him, you know, stepping in to insert doubt doubtful thoughts in your life and mind. And it's, again, it's something that comes against the idea of faith or trust in God, that relationship that God wants in your life. So 
then, you know, one of the things we have to realize is when does doubt often come? Well, doubt really often comes right after a spiritual victory. So you might be catching this episode right now, right after something great happened. Maybe you just had a really awesome spiritual conversation with one of your kids. Maybe you just took a big step like baptism. Uh, maybe something else in your life was, it was a win, you know? And then all of a sudden you're experiencing this thing called doubt and you start to really, that really throws a lot of people into a tailspin because they're like, wait a sec, what am I doing wrong here? You know, I should be on a mountaintop right now, but I feel like I'm in a valley. Well, doubt often comes right after a spiritual victory. So don't feel weird. You don't have to feel weird if you're experiencing that right after something great happened. And here's another thing, doubt often attacks us when we are alone. And, and so just note that if you're going through a season of doubt, it could be that you are alone. And, and one thing that can help is, is having a friend, you know, finding a spiritual friend in your life. Here's another question. What is faith? I mean, if, if doubt and faith in some ways are opposites, uh, you know, then, then what is faith? Well, faith, according to Hebrews 11.1, 1, it says, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So it's assurance and conviction. I mean, it's, it's, that, uh, it's that confidence that comes when you say, I'm trusting in things. And as we've been talking about at Westside on the weekends in our series, that's what he said. Faith is reasonable. Faith is logical. Faith in Jesus, faith in God. These things are, are, are reasonable and logical because there's evidence that support them. And I don't believe that God asks people to take a blind leap of faith with no evidence. I think he is always putting things out there for us to use as stepping stones toward faith in him. And so when we look at uh, things like Hebrews 11.1 1 that says faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen, we have some stepping stones. We're not out there on thin air. And a lot of times it's about going back to those things that we originally believed in the evidence we did find and the things that we did see and, and, and holding on to those. So I want to talk about how to build back faith if you've been experiencing a season of doubt. Jude, the brother of Jesus in the New Testament, uh, wrote uh, one, the, one of the shortest books of the Bible. I think it's the second shortest book of the Bible, right next to Obadiah from the Old Testament. Tiny little book. Uh, it's a letter. Uh, an, an epistle from uh, from Jude. And what he says is, is so much oriented around this idea of doubt. And so I want to read some verses and then I want to pull out five ways that we can use doubt productively. We can, it's how you doubt that counts. And so how could you use doubt productively? How could you doubt in a way that uh, actually brings you closer to God? Well, let me read these verses first. He says, but you, my dear friends, must remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ predicted. They told you that in the last times there would be scoffers whose purpose in life is to satisfy their own ungodly desires. These people are the ones who are creating divisions among you. They follow their natural instincts because they do not have God's spirit in them. But you, dear friends, must build each other up in your most holy faith. Pray in the power of the Holy Spirit and await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, who will bring you eternal life. In this way, he says, you will keep yourselves safe in God's love. And you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. Rescue others by snatching them from the flames of judgment. Show mercy to still others, but do so with great caution, hating the sins that contaminate our lives. Jude is talking to people about what happens when we have a doubt kind of scenario, when we have a little season of doubt. And I think he gives us five 
building blocks to build your life back and build your faith back. And the first one is truth. He says in that passage, he says, remember what the apostles said. I mean, I think it's important to go back and and go, okay, if I'm in a season of doubt, I need to go back and remember what the apostle says. What does the scripture say? And that's what Jesus did, as we talked about this past weekend, when he encountered these temptations from the enemy, Satan, who actually quoted scripture to Jesus. I mean, get this, Satan, the the evil one, quoted scripture to Jesus. And, And Jesus says, the scripture also says, and Jesus says, no, you can't take that out of context. Jesus knew the scripture and it carried him in a season of temptation when many of us would have just bought that whole thing, hook, line, and sinker, you know, and been, and been a goner there, uh, in, in spiritually speaking, but Jesus stood on the word of God. And so I think truth is really the first building block that we can build our faith back on from a season of doubt and and, and it takes work, right? We got to apply ourselves. We got to lean in. We got to get back on that Bible reading plan. We got to, we got to study. We got to really dig in and see what does the Bible say. And there's so many tools out there. I'm going to mention one of my favorites, biblehub.com. I mean, you can look up anything in that thing and it will take you right to the root of what the Bible says about something. And you can do a deep study if you want to, or you can just do a surface study, but you can find out what the Bible actually says about the things that you're going through. The second thing I think that Jude gives us is, is he says, you get, you can't be alone. You know, don't go it alone. You, you cannot win over doubt by yourself. It's not going to happen. He says, you need community. At Westside, we often call this transformational community. And uh, it's a buzzword that we've created here at Westside because we believe that we are changed in community. And he says, Jude, Jude in, in Jude verse 20 says, build each other up in your most holy faith. How cool is that? You build each other up. I mean, that's the purpose for what we call fellowship is that we would be in community enough where somebody might see me and you slipping a little bit and go like, hey, 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 let me build you up. You know, and sometimes all it takes is a word or a look or a pat on the back to help us to feel like we're supported, you know, and we're built up. Sometimes it's that prayer. Sometimes it is that encouraging word. Sometimes it is that brother or sister putting their arm around you and walking through that hard time so that they can whisper words of affirmation, encouragement, strength to you in a time of trouble. But transformational community, we got to be in community. So find a friend, find a brother or a sister, find a group, find transformational community. Do not go through doubt alone because you probably won't win by yourself. The third thing Jude gives us is prayer. He says, pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. I mean, he's talking to people who are going through doubt. He's, he's helping them with this whole thing. And he's saying, you got to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because when we pray, we're talking to the God of the universe, right? Now, what's the one thing we don't want to do when we're doubting? We don't want to pray because it's like we're going right to the God who we doubt in that moment. But Jude is saying, get right back in there and start praying. And I love the the advice I got one time about prayer. And it was this, is when you don't feel like praying, pray until you feel like praying. <laughs> and I think that's brilliant because there is this moment when you cross that line. If you've ever had uh, an experience in prayer where you just didn't want to stop praying, it's it, it's the most beautiful thing. And uh, and so when you, when you start to pray, uh, just keep praying until you don't feel like stopping. And that's going to be a place that you're going to really enjoy. But Jude says, this will help you stay close to this God, because you're going to have this conversational experience with the God of the universe. And sometimes even in just that moment, your doubts get melted away or God gives you an answer that you've been waiting for. 
you know, he, he confirms something in you. He shows you something. Maybe you're praying for God to show himself to you. And so even in that prayer, he can start to do that. The fourth thing Jude gives us, I think that is so, so important is he says, uh, have some patience. In verse 21, he says, await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ. I've got a, a one particular friend who has struggled with doubt his whole life. And part of his winning has just been not, not making rash rush judgments. It's just been a little bit of patience to allow himself some time to absorb some of the truths he's learning, to you know, walk through it with people, to ask more questions and just to have a little bit of patience. I mean, it's not a, an overnight deal. Rome wasn't built in a day and no follower of Jesus was built in a day. So give yourself a little bit of grace and a little bit of patience so that you can work through some of these questions you might have and realize that, you know, God, he's, we're told that his clock is much different than ours. You know, I look at my clock and I think, man, by 8 p.m. tonight, this problem has to be solved. I've got to have an answer. And, you know, his, his days are not ordered the same as ours as to, to him, you know, a thousand years is like a day. And, uh, doesn't that make you a little ang angry sometimes a little nervous, just like, why are you not in as big a hurry as I am? But the truth is he's still in control and we can have some patience, I think sometimes with ourselves. And the last one is service. Jude says, one of the ways you overcome doubt is through service. That as you are helping someone else, sometimes you are receiving so much help. He says in verse 22, you must show mercy to those whose faith is wavering. What's he saying? He's going, even when you have a doubt, you've got to show mercy to other people who do as well. It's like you're extending grace, you're extending service to them. It says rescue them. And I think there's, again, something to that. When you're helping someone else, God is helping you. And so I think when you look at all these things, truth, community, prayer, patience, service, if you will go through the doubts that come your ways, your way this way, uh, it can become an actual stepping stone. You can be stronger on the other side of it, much, much, much stronger because you can actually say, I actually wrestled that doubt to the ground. I, yeah, I had that same question and here's what I found. And you're sharing it with somebody else and it is building you up at the same time it's building them up. It's a beautiful thing. I don't think doubt is the end of the world. I think everybody doubts, but it's how you doubt that counts. And my prayer is that this has been a little bit of an encouragement to you this week, and maybe it's caught you in that moment. You just needed this word. So thank you for listening. Thanks for tuning in. I want to ask you really quick two favors. One is, would you subscribe and share? We would love to get this content out, this encouragement out to as many people as possible, because we know in this day and age, um, we need as much help and hope as we can get. And so help us that way by subscribing and sharing. And secondly, would you stop by a Westside service? We'd love to have you either in person right here at our campus in the Portland, Oregon area or online. And you can find out more about either one at westsidecommunitychurch.com. But we hope to see you again very soon.